Good, good, good day, my softies. Welcome to yet another episode of The Softer Side. I hope you guys are doing well and you're doing great. This is your anchor and your host, Luca Angela Miyataza, better known though as Luca, as you should know by now. So, in today's episode, I'm actually bringing you guys something I think would help us along the way of healing and like trying to find out routines that work for us. So today's episode is centered about self-care differs for each and every person. That's the title of this episode. And um, basically why I chose that title is because I just needed to ring in your heads. If there's anything that you take away from this today's episode is that self-care there's no one way route to self-care. Like it's different for different people at different points in your life. But anyway, um, so before I get into the episode, first, this is a trigger warning. Though I don't think this um this episode will be very triggering because I'll just be going into what self-care is, um, how you actually navigate through and finding your own self-care routines that work for you. Um, but however, if you're not ready to hear this, some of the things that I might say might feel like a drag to you when in fact I'm really, really not dragging you and I'm just mentioning things that I think would be helpful to you, you know? And secondly, just a disclaimer, as always, I am not a health practitioner. I am in no way certified to be a health practitioner. I'm just sharing things from my own knowledge and my own experience. So yeah, now that we've got that out of the way, I need to also address the fact that um, usually um, I'd have my notes and everything in a, in a way that I'm able to see them and I'm able to actually see, okay, this is what I'm going to say now. So I'll, I'll actually order my notes. But um, today's situation is quite different um, because in South Africa, our land, you have load shedding. So I'm currently recording this episode in the dark with just my torch actually lighting up my notes so please bear with me if you hear a bit of flipping pages i'll try to minimize it the best that i can but if you do hear a page flip i apologize very deeply for that and i hope it will make you hate my podcast because i've explained but yeah so i think this about right about now we should be able to get into it let's go so as i've mentioned um it's very, very important that we understand and we come into an idea and be in tune with what self-care actually is. So before I get into what self-care is, I just want to reiterate what I said at the beginning of the podcast in passing though, that self-care doesn't look the same for everybody. There is no way on earth, in God's green earth, that we can have self-care that fits everybody. That's not a thing. And the reason I say that's not a thing, you can already imagine that um, without us even talking about mental health and without us even talking about the different mental health issues that a different person faces, firstly, we as people have different personalities. So For some people, being in their room makes them happy. For some people, being in their room alone really drains them a lot and they don't enjoy that. These are just extreme opposites, right? But then there's people in the middle and things like that. So there's so many factors coming into play. 
Now to bring in mental health into it and string in mental health into it. The way mental health issues affect us is not the same. I think I've mentioned this in one of my episodes. So I've said that mental health, so how I react to depression or how my depression treats me won't necessarily be the same as how my depre- how depression treats the next person. So now you already understand that there's two factors coming into play. Then there's the third factor that we are all affected by different mental health issues. I'm not saying everyone has a mental health issue, but um, if you do have a mental health issue, then your mental health issue is probably not the same to the next person. And even if it is, like I've mentioned, it might affect you differently to what the it, to what to how it affects the next person. So that's basically what I'm saying. So you need to understand this and conceptualize it and be in tune with it. Because the minute you want to do something that you saw the next person doing um, in a YouTube video or you go about like what I say I do as Luca for my self-care, then you've already messed it up, right? Because you're already taking my self-care routine that works for me personally as a person, knowing my, 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 um, my mental health issues, knowing my personality and knowing how my mental health issues affect me. And you're coming in with factors that are way different. You have factors that are way different to you. Maybe even, we can even say economically. Because sometimes, let's say my self-care routine includes taking myself out to a weekend in a different city. And I do understand that not everyone will be able to do that. So now when you say to someone that, okay, um, this is what you can do for self-care, you literally... I don't like prescribing what you must do for self-care because then you're already prescribing to a person that you don't know how many factors are stopping them from actually doing the thing that you're saying they must do in order to care for themselves more, right? So totally, 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 I need you to understand this a lot, that self-care is not the same for any one human being, right? And then after you've understood that, what you need to also understand is that self-care might also not even be the same for you at different points in your life. So, for example, two or three years ago, I probably enjoyed going out. Okay, I didn't. But, like, um, I'm just making an example. Hypothetical situation. Let's say I enjoyed going out. I enjoyed being with my friends. I enjoyed being around people and things like that. But then I evolved. As a person, we as people, we're always evolving. As a person, I'm always evolving. So obviously in my evolving, I need to take into account that my mental my mental health routine or my self-care routine rather won't necessarily be the same as when I actually didn't have a self-care routine or when my self-care routine was um, included going out and included me being out with friends and included me being out and about in restaurants. Maybe now my self-care routine is running myself uh, a bubble bath and like being okay with myself, right? And please understand me, these examples I'm making, I'm just making and throwing them loosely because these are self-care, but these are not what self-care is. You know, this is not, they don't encompass everything that self-care is. Right. So I need you to also understand the fact that at different points in your life, you will have different 
self-care routines and what self-care looked like for you two years ago will not necessarily be the same as what self-care looks like now. So um, I'll get into the five pillars of self-care so that I can you guys can understand what self-care is and how you actually find yourself that, okay, I'm actually doing right by myself. So basically what the five pillars of self-care are basically emotional, physical, social, spiritual, and intellectual. So those are the five pillars. Those are the five spheres that you should take care of to know that you actually have a good um, self-care routine, right? So basically, um, when you're taking care of your emotional needs, you must look at where you are emotionally. When you look at yourself socially, you must make sure that your social needs are ones that are good for the entire self-care routine and the entire five pillars. So let's say um, you have your social, um, you, the social pillar, right? So there is the social pillar, which is great. Um, you must take care of it. Let's say you go out with friends for you to be taken off of taken care of socially, right? But if you go out with friends to the point whereby every every day, let's say, I don't know what's excessive because excessive is very subjective as well. So let's say you go out with friends every day. If you're going out with friends every day and it's finishing a up a lot of your time, then when, when do you take care of the emotional side? When do you take care of the physical side? When do you take care of your spirituality? When do you take care of your intellectual, your, your intellectual, Wow, your intellectual side of things. You get what I'm saying? So like you must make sure that each side, there must be a balance. And I'm not going to lie to you and say, I've mastered this balance. I haven't. It's very, very hard to actually try and master this balance. But like, it is a very important thing that you must have a balance. Then you know that you've actually, you're actually taking care of your wholesome being. You know what I'm saying? Like as a whole, you actually taking care of yourself. So whether it's emotionally, physically, socially, spiritually, or intellectually, right? So um, when you're taking care of yourself in these different pillars, another thing that's very important for you to note is that please, please, please avoid your unhealthy coping mechanisms that you know are unhealthy. So usually you will know that this, this this mechanism for me is actually kind of unhealthy. I don't want to make examples because I'll make examples for myself, for instance. And these are just based on me. Again, please don't take um these and think um um um, um think that these are like the guide. These are my unhealthy coping mechanisms. For you, they could be healthy. So one person's unhealthy coping mechanism can be a, another another's healthy coping mechanism so for me my unhealthy coping mechanisms i know is lying in bed all day and wanting to suck right in as much as self-care does involve you that space of being compassionate compassionate towards yourself and for you to show yourself kindness right but there must be an end point so for me i know my end point not saying you must you your end point will necessarily be the same as mine so i know when i'm sulking if i suck for a day that's okay. The second day I'm going into it, I must stop myself before I fall into 
a depression um, episode, you know. And obviously, this is not the same for everyone. And obviously, I'm not saying you can't stop yourself from getting depressed or a depressive episode. It's quite really, really very hard. Um, so there's a balance that you must strike between, as I've mentioned as well, that, okay, you can see you falling into a depression, depressive episode. But um, there's a balance you must strike that, okay, I'm taking care of myself and, okay, my mental health is getting is going down a spiral. And it's very hard. Like, it's a very, very hard thing to do because it's like a spiral down. Like, you literally slip. It's actually like a slide. When you look at depression and your mental health, it's literally a slide. So it's so easy to go down. I, I, I nearly said it's fun to go down, but it really, really isn't fun. So it's really, really okay to go down. It's like, okay, you literally just slip into it without you even noticing. But crawling back up is actually very difficult. And like, sometimes they, I'm not going to say there's not, not a ladder to climb up because there is a ladder, but like getting to that ladder is sometimes so, so difficult. So um, it's something that you must be able to tell that, okay, I'm actually going deep into depression, depressive episode now. So what are the things that I know get me better? But that was a digression. So to get back to the fact that when you are taking care of yourself and you are, you know, in the roots to finding a self-care routine that actually works for you, please, please, please be sure to not fall back into unhealthy coping mechanisms. You know, another thing that you need to do is that you must be very clear with yourself. Be very honest with yourself. And this is very hard to do sometimes because, like, we feed ourselves versions of ourselves that are not necessarily true sometimes, you know. So you can feed yourself lies that you're not good enough and things like that. But you can also feed yourself lies with the fact that I'm good, you know, and my emotional state is great. I don't need a psychologist, I don't need anyone to talk to. I don't need to vent out. I'm okay, you know? And those things do come back to bite because now instead of you taking care of your mental health and taking care and self-caring, because you've lied to yourself and said you're okay, it's very, very hard now to actually tackle that problem because you are not clear with yourself. And if not for yourself, if not, you, you, you're never doing self-care also because from the word self, you'd kind of gather that it's for yourself. So basically, you're never doing self-care for anyone else but yourself. So what you do need to realize with this is that um, you must be clear with yourself and whatever you fed, what the people around you must basically really, really forget. If you said to your mom and, da mom and dad that you are okay, said to your friend, everything is perfect, when you sit alone with yourself, ask yourself, what can I do to get better, right? Because at the end of the day, you are not serving anyone by lying to yourself. You're not serving your self-care routine. You're not serving the purpose of it. So you can come up with a self-care routine saying you're going to go jog, saying you're going to do stuff, and then um, but you're neglecting one pillar. You know what I'm saying? So immediately when you neglect that one pillar, again, it will influence your other pillars as well. So you need to be very clear with yourself and what you want as well. After this, like when you in a self-care space and you feel like, okay, this is me self-caring, what are your end goals? What do you want to achieve? Yes, I know sometimes it's very hard to put an end goal at self-care because what does that even mean, right? But I do think 
the objective for me at this point, the objective of self-care is to always find yourself at a point whereby you are at peace with yourself and you're at peace with Yo, you're at peace with yourself. That what self-care means to me. You know, you're at peace with yourself. So your physical, your physical, social, intellectual, um, as well as social is like intact. They're all intact at this point. Like they're all well balanced and you can feel that. I don't know, man, how to explain it, but like you can always feel when there's something amiss. Like you can literally always feel that. And I think another thing about a self-care routine that I must bring up, it's not in my notes, but another thing I must bring up is that with self-care, sometimes the balance, so like you'll tell yourself that, okay, to, to actually um, balance myself out, I'll go out with friends, I'll go to see a psychologist, I'll exercise, I'll read more books, and um, I'll pray more. Um, that, that's an example, please, That that's an example. Um, but sometimes, to be honest, um, you don't need to go out with your friends at that point, which I think links with exactly with being clear with yourself, right? You don't need to go out with yourself. Maybe you need to see your psychologist for an extra hour, or you need to see your friends for, not your friends, or you, the person you've been to is your safe space. And I say this because I know all of us can't afford psychologists, so it's a very tough thing but i always say if you do have access to mental health um protectioners please please do abuse them and please please do use them but in any case um that was a digression again i digress a lot anyway um so again you need to be very clear with yourself and like be in balance with yourself so like check yourself out as well like ch have check-ins with yourself that okay this part of my mental health is not too shabby this part though it is shabby i haven't exercised for a week i'm not feeling myself i haven't done yoga in a week i haven't you know all those stuff but i haven't um done certain things in a while and i feel out of touch with that side i feel out of touch with my spirituality and all the, those kind of stuff so you must always make sure that you're in balance with yourself and you also feel balanced right so I think I've covered all the do's of um, mental, not mental health, sorry, self-care. Something that I want to stress is that there must be, there's signs when you're not self-caring, right? Right. So when you don't look forward to what you're going to do, then that means that there's something amiss. And I'm not saying, um, if you want to get into exercise, obviously, and you haven't exercised in like a year, let's say, obviously the beginning days are going to be tough. Like they're going to be tough. You probably won't feel like it and, every, and everything like that. So I'm taking into account the trial and error stage here. So what you need to make sure of is that when you don't look forward to something, you must assess, am I in the trial and error stage or is it just that I'm really not looking forward to this like it's been three months now and every time i have to go to the gym i hate it i come back more drained it's not helping me at all then you must question is that really the right thing for you to do maybe for you the physical physical pillar of your self-care routine can be just taking a walk you know what i'm saying so you must make sure that um you account for obviously the trial and error stage because you obviously trying to get to know yourself and you're obviously trying to 
get to know what your self-care routine will look like for you. And also a second thing that's very, very important and envy that you take part of in this moment when you're self-caring is to assess whether you're currently going through depression or not currently, because depression is really something that's always there. But um, you do get better. Like, I mean, you do have your depressive episode and then you, there's moments where you feel like you can handle your depression. Like it's well more, man it's managed more, right? So basically, um, what I'm saying is when you don't look forward to that certain part of your self-care routine, is it because you're depressed? Is it because you're not in a state that you're not okay to do it right now? And if yes, if that's the case, then I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to continue with what you were doing. Just that um, at that moment in time, you are in a space that you are depressed. You just don't enjoy anything that you used to enjoy anymore, you know? So you must always take those two things into account. But those are the signs that, um, the number one sign, I think, um, when you don't enjoy doing what you're doing. So when you're dreading going to the restaurant alone and you're dreading that um, that solo date that you planned and it's been three to four months now and you're still dreading it. So then you must um, evaluate where you stand with this thing and maybe try to figure out something that is more in tune with yourself and more, you know, understandable to you and and as well as something that makes you feel better after you do, you've done it so another thing is that you must also feel you must also take note of how that activity makes you feel after so for example if going on a solo date makes you feel lonely like very very lonely afterwards because i know people like that who don't like solo dates because afterwards they just feel lonely very very lonely then you must change it up Let's see what you can do because obviously that's not feeding you. It's literally just draining you. But again, taking into account the trial and error stage and depression, that might be a factor. Right. And another thing I just want to clear up on, which is, um, it's not irrelevant, not at all. It's very, very relevant. But I feel like it's very important because in our generation, self-care is made to seem like something it's not. Self-care, as I've mentioned, self-care is taking care of yourself, giving yourself a bubble bath. Um, self-care is going for a run. Self-care is um, booking yourself for a weekend away. That is self-care. But that's not all that self-care encompasses. And obviously, people won't snap when they're seeing their psychologist because probably that's like a private part of their life. You know, they don't want you to know that, oh, today on Fridays, I have appointments with my psychologist, you know, so many people won't post that but when they are on a weekend away they will feel like posting it and i'm not saying anyone is wrong because i mean it's their life they can post what they want they can unpost what they want and all those stuff and all those kind of things but what i'm saying is be careful of falling into thinking that whatever people post then that's all their self-care routine encompasses so probably someone will post um a certain thing and then you see that and you're like yeah that's what self-care is. In the meantime, it really isn't all that they do for their self-care, you know? And even if it is what they do for their self-care, probably they must reevaluate their self-care routine. But if they it's working for them and they feel like they're in balance with themselves, then it's working for them, bringing me to the point that self-care is very different for different people. So what we also need to highlight, especially in the South African context, I feel, is that self-care doesn't have to be 
a burden. It doesn't have to be very expensive. It doesn't have to be something that you are very broke after doing it. And obviously, if you don't mind being broke after retail therapy, as much as it might be an unhealthy coping mechanism, it again links to what I said about unhealthy coping mechanisms earlier on. So if you're someone who goes to spend all their money when you're feeling like that's self-care for you and you're taking care of yourself, are you really? Because at the end of the day, um, you're going to be very broke. And then after you're very broke, you don't have money to eat. And then I'm just making example and using extreme examples. Then your nutrition is not that good. Your physical well-being is not taken care of. So you again influencing another part of the five pillars of self-care. So those five pillars are very important to be in balance with one another. So you must make sure that your self-care routine is not too expensive for your lifestyle and it's not a burdensome thing for you to do. So for example, it might not even be something that's burdensome for you, like in terms of expenses, but let's say you say for your self-care routine for the physical well-being part, you will run 10K and you're a person that doesn't run. That's very burdensome for you because you're like, you'll dread even going. So I'd I'd really suggest that we start off like with a very like um basic self-care routine if you want to start running maybe start walking and then you get into the running and things like that so that you don't end up tiring yourself out because the minute you tire yourself out then it's very useless like again did you really self-care if you actually not liking it and you're not enjoying it at all so you need to be very careful of those two things and more importantly as i'm about to end off this episode um, is that you need to be kind and compassionate with yourself. Above all, when coming up with your self-care routine, if you're going to write it down, please put it in bold at the top of the page or wherever that be compassionate and kind with yourself because there's nothing that hurts more than you, you trying to do a self-care routine, but you're not caring for yourself because you're so strict with yourself that you can't even cut yourself some slack. You must be able to cut yourself some slack. Be compassionate with yourself. You're not at a job where they like a deadline is this and that is it. And if you don't do it, you're fired. This is yourself. You only have one body. This is your only life as you know it. If you do believe in reincarnation, obviously you will have another life, but it won't be your life as you know it. Um, so again, this is the only life as the life that you know it as. You only stuck with yourself till the end, till the wheels fall off. When people say till the wheels fall off, bro, you will say that to yourself. It's literally till the wheels fall off with yourself because (laughs) the sad thing is you can't cut yourself off. You can't now hate yourself, you know? So you definitely need to be compassionate with yourself and be understanding with yourself and cut yourself some slack because you know what? This, at the end of the day, is a self-care routine to help you feel like you taking care of yourself better. So the last thing we want in this case is for you to feel like it's a dread to take care of yourself and you don't want to do it. Because I know I did feel like that at some point only because I hadn't found a self-care routine that actually works for me. So you just need to make sure of those things. So again, be compassionate with yourself and be kind with yourself. The same kindness that you offer to other people so willingly, 
that kindness needs to reciprocate to yourself reciprocate that kindness to yourself and please 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 do love yourself and do offer yourself the same understanding that you are so willingly give to other people that's what i want to say as i end of this episode and yeah So that does bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, Softies, for tuning in. Thank you for always listening. Thank you for your undying love and support for me. And thank you so much for always supporting me and always sharing my podcast and always listening as well. I do not take this for granted. And thank you so much, Softies. I hope to see you again on the flip side, with the flip side being obviously another episode that will be released quite soon as well. Thank you so much, Softies. And I hope to see you soon. Bye.